It's time to play the show. The bell has rung, and that big show might be over. But it's time for us to bring wrestling information you can enjoy with the match predictions, analysis, the ups and downs of professional wrestling, all reaction, some beverage drinking to bring you logic on tap with your good brothers. It's time for you to look into the eyes of Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder on Beer, Blues, and BS. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a wrestling edition of Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast where a recliner might have tried to eat one of the hosts. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the guy who needs to fix his recliner, the legend, the Mark Gitter. Gitter, how are you doing tonight? Well, my recliner was very much functional. It must have been the German version of the uh, the recliner, and perhaps you got the Spanish recliner for the evening, but we made it through. We powered through the end of it somehow. I'm just glad that like it happened like kind of right before the Stone Cold match, so you were like glued to the thing, and you didn't get to watch me struggle. Like I can't get out of this recliner <laughs> for like three minutes as I was trying to figure out how to get out without breaking your recliner. So. All Howards must have life alert. <laughs> that's what that's what we're gonna have to go with, I think. But we're 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 here. It's late. You can see Howard is hanging on by the seat of his pants mm-hmm. <clears throat> and eyeballs. So let's get down to business. We have a great bonus episode here. We're going to digest what we just watched with WrestleMania 38 night one. And of course, talk about a couple other things here and there, little pieces. But first we need vocal lubrication. What does that mean? It's time for what's on tap. And tonight lane came through, Mm. finally came through. He didn't let us down. It is time, uh, this very special edition, not only buying us a beer, but physically bringing us the beer. Uh, Now, this one is a Hop Slam Ale. He's like, you're going to hate this. Well, you might like it. I'm like, what is it? It's uh, The can's green. Okay. He goes, a double hop IPA. A double IPA. I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to like it, most likely. Uh, so this one, again, the Hop Slam Ale. Very fitting for WrestleMania Night 1, I think, with the Slam. Although it looks like this uh, um, design on the front squashed a dude. So, mm. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I was more interested. Uh, I don't know if you noticed this part here where it says shelf life is three months. Oh, shelf life, three months. Puerto Rico, do not litter. And then we turn it over. Back is January. And it's <laughs> April. <laughs> At 5.50 in the uh, evening, wherever this was. I will say it was January the 6th, so we have like four days. So at least he brought them to us now. So <laughs> in four days. We're safe. We're safe. And if you'd like to buy us a beer or sponsor a round, perhaps you can do that at beerbluesbs.com and then click the buy us a beer button, type a quick uh, comment on the bottom. Uh, Lane's comment, I must add, was basically, here you go. Sorry it took so long. Thanks. Thanks, Lane. Ball Corporation, too, on the on the bottom there. There's nothing else really um, on here aside from it's a 10% alcohol per volume. (laughs) 12 fluid ounces. All right. I might be sleeping on your couch anyway. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) So go ahead. Take it. Take a drink first while I'm trying to open this and gonna hate the next however oh you're gonna hate this this is gonna be good you are so gonna hate this oh uh-huh <laughs> thanks lane double the hops bit of citrus <laughs> kick at the end you know i'm finding a little bit of a cold so it's kind of nice it's almost like a little bit of orange juice in here to polish this off 
But that could also be the lack of sleep and such talking. Orion just came over to make sure I'm okay. <laughs> well, let's get this show on the road. Unlike WrestleMania 38 Night 1, which had a two-hour pre-show, two-hour pre-show that started at 5 Central, and the damn thing didn't start until 7, because two-hour pre-show. When did it get done? 11.06 p.m. Central Time. No excuse for it to go that long because there were no matches at all on the pre-show. <laughs> Start the damn match at 5 or 6 Central. And then you know what? We could have been done doing this by this time. You could be almost asleep. I could be getting ready to go to bed. We'd be a win-win for night two. But here we are. So tomorrow, the part two show is going to be a struggle bus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As I said, I'm fighting a bit of a cold. I'm just getting over Junior fighting this uh, cold. He's the one who gave it to me, so he hasn't been sleeping well. Uh, like, I've been averaging Kidder about three hours a night for uh, like the whole last week. So, um, as Kidder can tell you, as the pay-per-view ran longer and longer, uh, I didn't quite get that bad, but there were times where Kidder would be like, what do you think of this? I don't care. <laughs> I was I was ready to tap yep. out and, yep. and and go like we'll get to the like the the big closing match and yeah. I I know how you're gonna feel about <laughs> it, but I have some feelings about it too. Uh, being do with how I'm feeling, mm -hmm, so. mm -hmm. but I will say, Kidder, uh, the the super long kickoff <sighs> did give us an opportunity to check out. A majority of the Hall of Fame. So yeah, probably I mean, like 90% of it. Well, it all depends on how long the Undertaker's ovation goes and yeah. how long he talks. Uh, <laughs> that, that's that's kind of the, the big thing because we, we were still mid-ovation when Kidder's like, there's three minutes left in the kickoff. Do we, do we bail here and watch the rest tomorrow during the kickoff or... Do we do we get through this? And we we chose to wait and save it, and uh, we will enjoy that. Then we have a pre-show tomorrow. Yeah, which will be good because I have a feeling it's going to be another two-hour kickoff. I, I told Kidder I'm not coming down for the full two hours. You can expect me around six. You know the shenanigans I can already expect is that they're going to do matches on on the entire pre-show tomorrow, and then we'll miss something. But you know what? It's their fault for doing it. Don't do that. Yeah. So here we go, huh? <clears throat> yeah. Um, any thoughts about the Hall of Fame before we yeah. move off of that? The, the Hall of Fame, uh, and obviously we, as we uh, were talking about, have only seen the Hall of Fame up to the part where The Undertaker comes out. He hasn't given his speech yet, but it's right after McMahon finished his introduction slash induction for The Undertaker. And I will say, very good speeches uh, for the most part. You know, with with Undertaker and Vince McMahon, uh, the the Vince speech was very good. Uh, and you pointed out that uh, he's the only person, uh, Vince, and the Undertaker. Undertaker's the only person that Vince has inducted. So you can see how much Undertaker means to WWE and the history of uh, their business there. Uh, other notes, you know, the the uh, uh, Vader's family, his uh, wife and son came out touching tribute. Shad Gaspard, of course, his wife and son came out and had a, <clears throat> a very uh, touching moment. Um, and, you know, wish he was still around, too, because of a, how class active a guy he was for not only his family, but for anybody in trouble, you know? Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie, Kidder. Um, you know, like, this is actually the first time that I've actually watched the Hall of Fame. Usually mm. I just catch, like, the highlights because I'm not a big listen-to-people-give-speeches <clears throat> kind of guy. It, it's With my uh, with the field I'm in, I, I get very judgy about it. So <laughs> as Kidder could tell you, like, when the Vader family came out, they did the what time is it at the beginning of their speech, and they did at the end, and I said, I, I mean, I said to you, like, they could have done it at the end. You should have just stuck to the end, and it would have yeah. been, it would been just that much better. Um, but I will say the whole um, Chad Gaspard being a dad, you know, man, I was tearing up mm -hmm. during that. I, I have found since becoming a dad, stories like that just, I can't do it. I, yep. uh, 
those are hard things to listen to. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Shad passed away saving his son from a riptide on Venice Beach. So his last act was this heroic act of saving his son. Mm-hmm. And, and just, yeah, there was a lot of video clips um, of them as a family and the love between it. And, I mean, I'm welling up a little bit now. Kid are just thinking about it because yeah. that is a hard thing. I have found since being a dad to, to listen to that stuff. So that was, yeah. it was good. It was a touching <laughs> tribute, um, but it was, it was probably one of the most uncomfortable things for me to sit through. Sure. Emotion wise. Yeah. And it doesn't help that I'm sleep deprived too. So. Right. Uh, with this hall of fame, uh, the, the comment uh, that I think I made and, and, and my thought on it is that they had less people. Uh, you mentioned the lack of the celebrity inductee, which is fine. Uh, but, uh, Everything seemed shorter, which also is fine because they did it after SmackDown this year. So you, if you got a ticket to SmackDown Friday to see it live right after they finished SmackDown, they did a pre-show, which we skipped, a 15-minute set change pre-show, and then did the Hall of Fame, which maybe two hours. We'll see what it ends up timing out to be. But... Years passed, and I brought up the Mr. T moment from uh, when I was at WrestleMania 30, uh, the Hall of Fame moment. He talked, uh, Mr. T was 45 minutes talking about his mama and stuff like that, which is fine, but get to the point, get it over with. You're being inducted into the WWE. Thank you. Here's my story. Appreciate it. So this one, I think, was much more focused to the point. I'm sure people didn't get out of there until midnight, but at the same time, it was less than what it has been in the years past. Overall, good. Kind of miss Jerry Lawler being a part of the the MCing team or the MC for it, just because he's done it for so long and can do it. And then you add two people in there, it, it adds kind of an uncomfortable dynamic if you they don't uh, like they don't work well together or haven't worked much together uh that would be Corey graves and uh, kayla braxton you know as a singular host sure one one or the other i prefer probably kayla braxton over Corey graves just so that you're not an a-hole <laughs> i guess mm-hmm. but anyway that's that's my thought on the Hall of Fame. Thought it was uh, a good class uh, with the Steiners being inducted. Vader, of course, Queen Charmel, Shad Gaspard, The Undertaker, and uh, am I missing anyone? I think that was six or seven. We'll I'm, go with I'm, it. I'm not in my right mind. So, hey, <sighs> no, I'm not going to sign this to Future nope, Howard. No, nope, Future Howard's taking a nap. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Howard is still on baby watch, so my phone is just sitting right mm-hmm. here. And I, I'm not going to lie, Titter. You yeah. might have noticed I made a phone call. Yes. Because I did get a call from yeah. my wife. I'm like, oh, I missed it. Yeah. I was like, oh, hell, what is this? My son just wanted to wish me good night. You know, <laughs> Very, very good. <laughs> but it was still it's one of those like, yeah. Do I have to run out of here? <laughs> do that's, I have to tap out? That's kind of the uh, the feeling of some of the refs during tonight's pay-per-view waiting for the phone call and then sleeping through it <laughs> all right any thoughts uh, finally on the hall of fame uh nope it'll be interesting to hear uh undertaker's speech we got a little snippet of it when they did the hall of fame uh recap yeah. yeah recap uh so got a little snippet of it and i think it'll be interesting to to hear the whole thing so mm. look forward to to that uh, tomorrow night and such, but no, I I thought it was uh, I thought it was good for, for watching it for the first time. I mm-hmm. was alright with it, and I didn't know that it was your first Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! Well, now that that first is over with, let's get to something that is not a first for us, and that is watching WrestleMania. <clears throat> WrestleMania. And uh, this year being the stupendous event that it is, here we are in night one, April 2nd, 2022. He's drinking more already because, well, we got through it once and now we have to get through this again. 
uh, what I, I, ha I have some show notes up on the screen next to us. And unfortunately, this does not have the entirety <laughs> of the event. As in 7 p.m. to 11.05, I suppose doing the math, that's four hours or and it's four hours and six minutes. And that, of course, with the match times, doesn't include the video packages, the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders coming out to do a thing, the, uh, what's his name, country artist doing America the Beautiful right at the top of the show, and then the mixture of banter and the random commercials put in there as well. Yeah, there was a surprisingly uh, large amount of downtime. Because I'm looking at the the match times mm -hmm. over on that screen, and I'm kind of surprised by them. Because um, it didn't seem that short? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, yep. I, did, I, I will say, I did say to Kidder at one point, I'm like, I would be okay with a 26-second match. Yep. Kind of hoping for a squash match. Mm -hmm. Didn't happen. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah. So... Let's get to it then. Our, uh, of course, first match of the night, as we mentioned, they did the opener with America the Beautiful and then had the like trick open uh, or entrance with the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Uh, some people thought that it would have been an, the entrance for somebody because they well, didn't didn't say you know who the match was. I was going to say, was it the Dallas cheerleaders or... The oh, NFL Cowboys. That's right. That's that's a very good question to ask because if we we don't want to get sued on this show, we don't want to get sued. So we want to name them correctly. The, is it the NFL Cowboy cheerleaders or the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders? Yeah, because we we heard that's both. A question. Not just the the cheerleaders, but you know we heard the NFL Cowboys yes. and the only the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. I think it was the only time I heard. Dallas and the Cowboys put together. Right. So that was a weird NFL Cowboy Stadium things. So just a question. The reason why we're asking this in a very overly sarcastic sort of way is because apparently some people in WWE, whether it's a flub one, two, three times, or somebody mistakenly wrote that in the notes, they should check that before the show. Because that's very important to know where you are. Well, and at least to other questions, we've done, um, in fact, you can go back in our archives, and there's a whole a regular show of Beer, Blues, and BS called Banned Words. Mm -hmm. I want to say it's episode 27, but that's tired, Howard, trying mm -hmm. to think of it. Um, where we talked about that there is some banned vocabulary within WWE, and so it kind of makes me wonder if Dallas was or was not, <laughs> or was this, yeah, just as you said, a, a scripting right. flub. Because any even later, it's you know bizarre as Austin because we know he's on the card, he had the mic and he says Dallas, so he vocalizes the city. And I think Corey Graves had talked about Dallas a couple times too. So did Michael Cole just screw it up and he forgets as a sportscaster, or did somebody write something in a note? We don't know. <clears throat> And we, we probably won't ever know unless somebody comments on this episode. Michael Cole, if you want to comment below, let us know, was it a flub or did you have a script error that you just Ron Burgundied? So let's get on with the show. The first match, a tag team match. And this featuring, that would be Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. And this uh, uh, tag team for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match featured the Usos, who are the current champions. This one very interesting because right out of the gate, Dallas, Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders clear the stage. And Rick Boogs comes out and the amps are all set up. He's got his guitar and his apparel and everything is now different and matching. And not only matching... It's also sponsored by Mike's Hard Lemonade Half and Half. The half tea, half lemonade. <laughs> and the first words out of your mouth, they're sponsored. The second words out of your mouth, they're going to lose. <laughs> no, actually, I picked them Oh, did you? Yeah, because why, oh. would you, why would you disrespect your sponsors it's, it's, and have them lose? It's very, very true. Because I was, I was waffling on that because... Uh, when it came to the picks, you picked Nakamura and Boogs yes. right out of the bat, yep. which I was going to do mm -hmm. just to be contrarian, but 
that kind of was that like, well, gosh, I got to pick the Usos. And then it was like, well, there's all this branding on this. They can't have the branded team lose. You yeah. know, that might upset Mike's hard lemonade. Right. So they got to win. So I picked that. And, yep. So this one, well, it opened up, and uh, of course you have the excitement of Shinsuke wrestling, mm-hmm. and then you have uh, the Usos mm-hmm. and uh, Rick Boogs. Yeah. Couple spots here and there, off the ropes, back and forth. I don't know what. what to me, nothing was like screamingly standing out to me up until the point in the match. I mean, up until that point. Was there anything for you that you were like, oh, this is that's really cool. That's neat. I'm going to remember that later. I'm not going to lie because it was kind of the opening and the pacing that they were going. I was actually somewhat tuned out Mm. uh, during that because when this match ends, I'm I was very much like, wait, it's over. How did this? Mm -hmm. I missed the ending of it. Sure. One, it was a it ended up being a short match. I think we can say it it only went six minutes and 55 seconds, which is short yep it's the shortest match on tonight's card so it was short but yeah it was so kind of just unexpected and no real build-up that i was very much like huh Mm -hmm. i missed it right and the uh, spot in the match is where rick boogs grabs uh one of the usos and then ends up picking up the other uso on top and as he's about to uh, I don't know if he was going to do a back body drop or some kind of an you know pump handle slam or something along those lines. His quad exploded. Uh, later in the show, we found out that he tore his quad, and you could see in the replay of him <clears throat> blowing a tire right there, and then shortly thereafter, the match was over, leading us to believe that they were supposed to win the match but because Rick Boogs blew a tire and had his shin, or uh, I shouldn't say his shin, but his quad explode and need surgery and whatnot and probably be out for a year, they didn't win. So the Usos pick up the win on that, retain the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Both of us get the big goose egg on that. And again, six minutes, 55 seconds. Uh, moving along next match, this one featuring happy Corbin with madcap Moss, who you wanted to mention, uh, no, wait, that, that would be, uh, uh, later, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. The, the other person who you confuse with somebody else. No, oh. or, or is this madcap Moss this and Riddick Moss is the, Riddick the two Moss. that yes, I so it is. keep <clears throat> confusing. So. A skitter could tell you a couple of times as we were talking about this uh, throughout the evening. I kept calling him Riddick, yeah. and that's not his actual name. So um, it is what it is. But uh, Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin uh, with Drew McIntyre singles match. This one about uh, the same as uh, any of the other matches that you've seen on SmackDown with Happy Corbin and. Drew McIntyre. There, to me, like they they put on a good match. It's not like a superstar match of wow, I gotta see this. Um, thinking back to uh, Alistair Black and uh, who's now in his faction on AEW. <clears throat> um, um, <Alistair> Black. <laughs> yes, and and I I'm, I can see his his face, and I'm forgetting his name. But uh, uh, from Australia, I think. Oh, uh, what well, formerly Buddy Murphy, not yes. Buddy Matthews. Yes. So, like the two of them doing a singles match, still resonates three years later. Quality match or four years, however long it's been. This match, not one of those, <laughs> with Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin. Uh, they did a video package before this showing Baron Corbin and his downtrodden luck, and then how he goes to Vegas, and then he wins a bunch of money, and now he's all happy, right? And whatever. I, I don't care. His entrance is dumb. This is dumb. Madcap Moss wearing suspenders and jean shorts or, or khaki shorts. Dumb. 
I don't like it. Uh, the, the, we thought this was going to be the Triple B DraftKings screwy match of the night because Madcap Moss kept interfering to a minimal degree at least, but didn't have that like over-the-top clear clock in the face and it's done without the, excuse me, without the official actually seeing it or whatnot. This double IPA is, it needs more honey. <clears throat> anyway, um, <laughs> this match, it didn't do anything for me. It it was what it was. Drew McIntyre, now in, in my eyes, WWE thinks that uh, they're way down at the, the lower tier, you know. Yeah, this should have been on the kickoff. If, if you were going to actually put a match on the kickoff from tonight, that's it. And so, yeah, I mean, there's, I don't think there's much more to say on this match. There's no eight minutes, 35 seconds too long. Yep. Yep. And Drew McIntyre picks up the victory. We both had that. So we'll point for both of us. All right. Uh, I believe it was about this time we had the video package with Sasha Banks. Mm hmm. It might have even been after the next one, but we'll just throw it in here just to get it out of the way. Uh, it was like a three-minute video package talking about Sasha Banks with the music of that she's the best or like she's a legend or <clears throat> something like that. She's she's the, the cream of the crop. And uh, to note that she wasn't on the card at all tonight. Mm -hmm. In fact, I don't know if she's on the card tomorrow. She's on the card she's, tomorrow. She's in the... Fatal four. That's that's right. She has, she has a partner. She's in the tag team. Yeah, she's right. Naomi. Right. Right. I, thank you for that refresher. I'm glad that you you caught something along the way. I read it over there. Oh, that's right. We do have night two on there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <sighs> we got to make it through both nights, and it's going to be the same next year. I'm going to spoil that right away because that video teaser came before. The main event tonight, which wasn't actually the main event. It was the entertainment main. No, I guess it was the main event. Whatever. We'll figure that out later. But next year again, the weekend, April 2nd or 3rd or 4th, that weekend, it again will be a Saturday and Sunday WrestleMania in California. Going down there. Anyway, Sasha Banks video promo out of the way. They, of course, as every time when they bring up Sasha Banks, hey, by the way, by the way, her cousin, if you didn't know her cousin Snoop Dogg, did you know that? Howard Blues, her cousin, Sasha Banks, a WWE superstar. She she works here. Her cousin is Snoop Dogg. He was on our WrestleMania, remember? We show the video every time. Whatever. Okay. Next one, tag team match. This one featuring uh, the celebrity of night one, Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. Uh, of course, father and son duo, the first ever father and son duo to win the tag team titles in WWE. So uh, I was pulling for them. That was my pick for this one versus The Miz and Logan Paul, mainly because I don't. I don't care. I just don't care. I went with Logan Paul and The Miz, mostly because yeah. you let the celebrity win. Celebrity, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I will say, this actually was a pretty good match, and one of the better mm -hmm. matches of the night, if you were to ask me. Uh, Logan Paul did a, a great job actually pulling off some moves. Yes. Was a wonderful heel in his mocking of Eddie Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, Cheap heat. Yeah, but I mean, he did it very well and and such. So actually, this research did some practicing and training before this, and so coming into this, I'm like, eh. But just like you said, there through the match, I gained some respect for him because it was way better than that crappy match from Bad Bunny last year. Even though he did a lot more research than the other people who have done this in the past. And these celebrities, let's throw somebody in a match. Why? Well, because they're a celebrity. Yeah, but why? Well, they'll be fine. It'll it'll draw eyeballs. Just make them a special guest ring announcer or something. You put them in a match, and it's a waste of 10 minutes of your time. 
So I will say Logan Paul did a lot of good spots in this match, including the three amigos and the uh, five-star frog splash, uh, a la Eddie Guerrero, mm-hmm. and doing the the mocking Viva La Raza from the from the top of the turnbuckle. So I'll give him that. Uh, with those spots, that's what stood out to me. The Miz is the Miz. You know, he is a hard worker. He was he was definitely selling it through the match, trying to build up Logan Paul through it. And they were telling a story more than a lot of the other matches we've seen on the WWE pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have your superstars who are usually telling a story during the match, but this, yeah, right up there. So did really well. Uh, ended up in a couple quick moments. A uh, nice spot of the double 619 on Logan Paul. And we knew something screw was up because the camera cuts and you see Miz over by the commentary desk. The camera cuts again. You see Ray and Dominic in the middle of the ring kind of discussing things. And then the camera cuts back and you see Miz running away. And I'm like, what is that? Yeah. Oh, he came to tell him something. Okay, I yeah. get it. And actually, what it was is he came in and did the quick tag. So mm-hmm. he really became the legal man for. Which know. would have been better because we were watching it and we both were like, what is that? And then it made sense that he ran over, tagged him, ran away so they the Mysterios wouldn't see him. Had there been the wide angle on the camera, yeah, you would have seen him run over and it would have been a, 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 as much of a question of how did the Mysterios lose? But I think it would have been a little bit better to wrap up that storytelling from a, a visual standpoint because, yeah, you see the Miz come over or you figure that he, he did that. The people there saw it, but whatever. So, yes, uh, Miz and Logan Paul pick up the, the uh, pinfall there. Then it's not over. What did you feel when they're doing their celebration? Well, you, you were just like, wow, this is lasting a little bit long, too long. Like There was a little bit of that, but it was it became very clear that <clears throat> we were about to have a, mm-hmm. an incident and a storyline start mm-hmm. right there. It, it was the, the, yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I knew that, that it was coming. And then what we're referring to is the Miz did that. And of course, Logan Paul's like, Oh, looking off there. And then Miz hits him with the skull crushing finale. Boom. He's down. Miz gets out and ha 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 blows him a kiss right at the end. That segment's over with. So whether, uh, you know, maybe with WWE, it might be a month. It might be three months. I like your idea of putting it at SummerSlam. Yeah, I, I think we'll have a, a revenge match at SummerSlam. I think that's where it's going to be. Because all the stars come out in the summer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That match was 11 minutes, 15 seconds. So not too bad. Moving along, the WrestleMania card, uh, a la uh, our our good friend from way, way back in the day, Santino Morella. Uh, next was the Women's Raw Championship match. Bianca Belair taking on Becky Lynch. Um, the video package opening this. I think Becky Lynch needs to use that for every, almost every, well, every pay-per-view match. She needs, she needs to use that. Yeah. It, it was all a Marvel tying in to the WWE then now forever opener as well. A lot of video packages or clips that were used in it in a very cinematic way. Of course, the opener with the comic book painting. <clears throat> I really enjoyed that. It was kind of a letdown to see the white Escalade drive up. Oh, let me get out. Here, I'll open the door. Okay. And she came out first. Becky Lynch came to the ring first, which in uh, wrestling, I don't know, lore, for the most part, (laughs) that's kind of an indicator of this person's probably losing. So I was 
you know, immediately going, uh, because I chose Becky Lynch to retain, uh, the way that she's still been built up. I think she was still the top tier material to carry the women's division. Bianca Belair did it last year at WrestleMania against Sasha Banks had that six ish month run until SummerSlam and Becky Lynch took it, the belt off of her and, I thought there was still more for Becky to tell. They built it up nice with the back and forth and like the hair cutting and stuff like that. Even though Bianca should have been disqualified for using her braid in those other matches a few weeks ago on Raw. That's a separate thing. For me, again, whatever. Uh, White Escalade, meh, fine. Yeah, you, you... act like you have uh, money or high importance or something like that. You have a chauffeur to the, the ramp. Sure, whatever. I don't think it's big time. Then we're waiting for Bianca Belair and the marching band from uh, one of the area Texas universities came out to play her theme song poorly. I mean, having been in marching band, having both of us having been in marching band, there's a difference between being in tune and being in tune with your surroundings. <laughs> and uh, they were neither. Uh, it, it, it was what it was. It was definitely not the John Cena entrance from like eight years ago when they had the drum line. Not impressed. Bianca came out. Whatever music played, hair whipping around. And I, I made a comment about the graphic because the uh, WWE has a lips graphic with a braid coming out the back that whips around. And that son of a bitch was just going to town, just flying all over the place. Just flying all over. It's like, calm down. <laughs> Calm down. It's fine. So, match starts. I was really hoping this was going to be the 10-second squash match, especially with with, uh, Becky doing the sucker punch again right away. Of course, it did not turn into that. There were some poor spots. You could tell there were some botches again. So, not a huge fan of this match from my perspective. And again, I chose Becky. You had Bianca. Yeah, and for no real particular reason, I think I was just being contrarian um, on that one. And I, I don't know that I have much to add to her. It was a match. It, I don't know. It didn't allow me. Mm-hmm. There, there were more spots where you went, uh, then, huh. <laughs> I, truthfully, I think about that point in the night, I was starting to fade. Okay. And so it was just kind of like, uh, so imagine the fans sitting there. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, let's face it, I'm not feeling well, so it's, yeah. you know, there's like the added, like, so, <laughs> I don't have time for the pomp and circumstance. Right. So if I can run up, use the bathroom, and come back. Mm-hmm. And I did that when they started the introductions, and I was back before the match officially started. Yep. I mean, I wasn't racing. That's one stat that uh, I think we found on some other sites before but this site does not have that stat of the, how long the entrances are. But this match was 19 minutes, 10 seconds. <sighs> so I like giving the, the women or any wrestler enough time to tell the story. Do your match. Have a great match. Do some spots. Plan them out. Make something memorable. This, not really memorable, aside from the result, in my opinion. I mean, I put the this match up against AEW women's matches, like a regular match, non-title versus non-title person, and this match didn't live up to that expectation. And it's not because I'm an AEW fanboy or WWE fanboy or I hate one or the other. Like, I'm looking at this from a true wrestling fan perspective. If you disagree with me, that's fine. Comment on it. 
we'll have a discussion in the comments because that's the joy of YouTube because you can have a discussion in the comments as well. But we appreciate you joining us for this special edition as we share our thoughts on this. So just a quick side note <laughs> as we continue through that. But anyway. I, I, just, I don't know that I have much more to add to that getter. So Basically, same same thought, huh? I, well, not specifically AEW versus WWE, but I mean it, it spots. not as harsh. It just... It didn't have enough story for me, you know. Mm -hmm. it just yeah. Yeah. because how they built it up, like I'm, I hate you, I'm gonna kill you, and then the match came, like <laughs> it, it just, it, yeah, it, it didn't, it didn't really seem like they hated each other. When they hate each other, I mean, go back to like Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens, where they're feuding. It's a fatal four way, and the bell rings, and Zayn runs across the ring as soon as the bell is, and Haluva kicks. Owens mm -hmm. right out of the ring. That's yep. hate. Yep. You know, that's that's a story within a story. Right. But this was yeah. Yeah. Or even the uh the other like not quite rumble match, but a like a battle royal and there's eight people and they still go after each other. <laughs> like that storytelling, this eh, you're the only two people in the ring. You should be able to carry this like I hate you and I'm gonna break you in half. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I didn't quite get that from this. Yeah, and there's a match later that's almost like the same premise and setup that mm -hmm. I thought was a little bit better. Yeah. So this one, Bianca picks up the win on this, becomes the new Raw Women's Champion. Eh. Whatever. I got. The it's point. fine. <laughs> you got a point. I did not. We move on with our lives again. That was 19 minutes 10 seconds. So the next part, there is a video package again. This one, Seth freaking Rollins for two months, basically has been trying to figure out his way to get to WrestleMania because he didn't have a WrestleMania opponent. He and Kevin Owens were working together to try and be a tag team to win the tag titles at WrestleMania. They lost their opportunity and were then... You're hearing some crackling? I'm hearing some thumping. Or do you not hear that? Oh, yes, that's... Yeah. that That's a ruckus neighbors. Damn, just, damn kids. With my ear stuff, what's going on? <laughs> I just, I, I'm feeling it. This is like... His head's starting to ex explode. It's just the, the time ticking down. <clears throat> so, again, going back, just a quick recap on that. Rollins and Owens tried to make the tag team title run. They did not win, so they had to go their separate ways. Owens goes the Stone Cold route with KO show uh, to have that on the, uh, the program. So then he has his WrestleMania moment, which, of course, we'll talk about later. Uh, Rollins then loses. So then he's like, oh, fight so-and-so for a chance to be in this match. He loses. Well... Fight so-and-so for this match to be in this match. He loses. So then he's like, what do I do? <clears throat> and then he has a meeting with Vince. And Vincent Kennedy McMahon with the giant uh, dinosaur. Tyrannosaurus Rex. T-Rex. The skeleton on the wall, mm -hmm. which is authentic. It's, it's, it's a real dinosaur from my understanding. I think it's a cast. Because it's only a half a skull, so it'd be oh. weird to find a real half okay. skull. I like my answer better. <laughs> so he's in there, and of course McMahon's like, well, why didn't you just come ask me? Because I just give you a match. It's WrestleMania. You can't have WrestleMania without Seth Rollins. Sorry, Seth freaking Rollins, because you have to have freaking in the middle of your name. Whatever. So he's all excited. Okay, well, who's my opponent? <clears throat> well, you're going to know him. When he's in the ring across from you and when his name is announced. Okay. So we basically knew who the opponent was going to be well before this actually happened because that was a video recap from one of the Monday Night Raws. Mm -hmm. Raw episodes. The reason being, Cody Rhodes... Contract was not renewed with AEW, 
meaning he did not have a contract clause where you can non-compete for 60 days. So anytime Cody Rhodes could have appeared on WWE, a lot of people thought he'd show up in Jacksonville because it's uh, his hometown around where he's been living and working. Didn't happen. So WrestleMania moment, you put the pieces together, just made sense. Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes. So what happens, of course, Seth Rollins comes out. They make him wait. They make us wait. You should have went to the bathroom again. Of course, the the, uh, arena goes black, and then you hear my son Cody Rhodes. The voice comes over the PA there on the, the entrance music, and it plays the American Nightmare music. I don't actually know what his theme is called at this point because I think AEW had a different name for the theme. Unless it's a song, I haven't looked into it that much. It's fine. We'll figure it out at some point later. And as we spotted earlier in the evening, in the middle of the WrestleMania entrance ramp, you see a square, basically a cutout where there's an area that can be either removed or it's an area that lifts up from the under part of the stage. Well, by God, what was it? It was my son, Cody Rhodes, coming up from the the bowels of the arena through the smoke and mirrors. Yeah, it's a different song. Uh, the adrenaline was in his soul. He showed up, the American Nightmare, came down to the ring. That one was kind of interesting because they gave him like a long entrance. And, you know, a fitting return, kind of a tribute as well to Dusty Mm -hmm. in in some aspects of it. And uh, then they started the match. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Wish they would have got going a little quicker. Yeah, this one was a drag, Kidder. I struggled through this one. Even then, by the time things got towards the... uh, the back half and mm-hmm. they were doing all the near falls at that point i was done i i wasn't into it i wasn't excited i just was like just end it yeah at that point it uh so my my uh guess for who the vacant opponent was for seth rollins was cody rhodes and my choice for the victor in this match was also cody rhodes which same. howie blues had the same so yes uh near the end of the match there were a lot of near falls. In fact, I feel there were too many near falls because it got ridiculous. Wow, he did this sweet move and he kicked out. I've never seen that move and he kicked out. Well, and that's what all the match was. There yeah. wasn't any other offense. Like once it picked up, it was like near fall, near fall, near fall, near fall, near mm-hmm. fall. And I got bored. And the Dusty Rhodes tribute. Well, there was a puff, puff, puff. Yeah, he did the bionic elbow. Yep. He, he did uh, one of Gold Dust's moves, mm-hmm. too. So, I mean, there were some tributes in there, but it just... That match went about 10 minutes too long, if you ask me. Yeah, could have been a little shorter. This one was 21 minutes, 40 seconds. And my son, Cody Rhodes, picks up the victory on that. And uh, Rude Boy Kyle was... He, he hadn't found that he could watch it yet, but... He and brother Nico were laughing because I sent them a voice memo. (laughs) Yes, yes. Of course, he gets to hear the full thing and then the reaction three minutes later. (laughs) But yes, I also sent him a picture of of Cody. My son, Cody Rhodes. He, He came down to the ring. He wants to talk. Anyway, Cody Rhodes, pinfall. One, two, three. There it is. I believe uh, there is a, another video package for Lashley. Yeah. Yes, Bobby Lashley, because Lashley was out with injury several months ago, and uh, th- they expected him to miss WrestleMania completely, but he apparently is magic and rehabs things quickly or uh, whatever. There's some breakthrough treatments, so he will be on night two. 
and he will be taking on Omas tomorrow. So we'll figure that out. But there's a video package, another three or four minutes on him that was about half reused from the previous video package like four months ago Yeah, that didn't need to happen, I guess, because it would have been more leading up to if he was coming back. But he's already been back and was fighting with Omas. Next match. Uh, we forgot about this one. Uh, and then it happened. And we're like, oh, they're doing a recap. That's next, isn't it? Yes. It's Charlotte Flair, the SmackDown Women's Champion, versus Ronda Rousey. Interesting about this is that both women's title matches, the championship matches of the brand champions, were both on this show. Yeah. And then the other one is tomorrow night for the women's tag titles. Mm-hmm. Thought that was a little interesting. Like, yeah, you, you have both on one night and the other on, on the other night, but the women's tag title isn't as prestigious as the other one. So there, we've hop slammed that ale. Yep. What would you rate it? Uh Sick Howard rates it a two. I'll give it a one just to give it some points. I made it through. It, it got better as I went through it, but better in the sense it's still an IPA and yeah. it, it still kills me. <clears throat> so again, uh, Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey. I picked Ronda for this because of the buildup and the fact uh, Ronda has smashed everybody. Mm. I mean, she can legitimately kill you in however many ways. So she would be the logical choice. I mean, even with Becky losing the title earlier in the night, I think going to tomorrow, I think the women's titles will change as well for the tag titles. But we go through this match. What, what are your feelings about the, and you picked, uh, you picked Ronda. Okay. Uh, you know, this was this was the better of the two women's matches. Yes, they they had the intensity that you wanted to see. They like you could tell like there was a fight. You mm-hmm. know, and so I'll give them that. Uh, again, by this point, Kidder, I was I was fading, and I was ready for this one to be done as yep. well. Yeah, it got a little tiresome of the constant <clears throat> Ronda going for the submission move, mm-hmm. and then it not working. Yeah, it. It, again, it was probably about eight minutes too long. Yeah. 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 I, but a good match. I just, as I said, um, Sick Howard is a little. Sick Howard went down at 10. Yeah. Right. It, it, he, he was struggling. And the fact that there was one more match after this is like. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, mm-hmm. let's let's move it along. Uh, and in fact, as we've talked about on the regular Beer Blues and BS, when he gets tired, he starts doing things <laughs> that get a little goofy sometimes, like driving the warthog off a cliff to be done or falling asleep and then running your character into the wall for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's fine. <clears throat> it happens. But what do we do? We started counting how many times Ronda Rousey readjusted her tights. Yep. What was our final match total? Uh, 12. 12 times she adjusted her tights throughout the course of that match. You should get better tights so you don't have to adjust them. Because if it's that noticeable to tired Howard, then it's noticeable to everybody. <laughs> Although I will say, it wasn't necessarily that it was like noticeable. Like When the match started, like I, it's something I remember. Say, oh, Rousey always messes with her tights. <laughs> I mentioned it to, to Kidder. And then throughout the match, Kidder's like, oh, there's one. There's one. Oh, yeah. Uh, seven. <laughs> yep. That's where we were at the night, which is about the cutoff point of the show, which that was after 10 o'clock and would have been a great time to be wrapped up on the show so then we could be done with this and then enjoy the rest of our night. Mm-hmm. So that match was 18 minutes, 30 seconds again, as you said, eight minutes too long. Then we got uh, the promo for WrestleMania for next year, like I mentioned earlier, two nights Probably not stupendous because they're in California. They're going Hollywood again. (sighs) Then it's time I've been waiting for. This is like the only thing I've been excited for. 
for WrestleMania this year. Everything else, I'm like, all right. This, I'm like, Stone Cold! Stone Cold! Kevin Owens, the KO Show. And Stone Cold Steve Austin. And yes, by God, Stone Cold has returned to Austin, Texas. Dallas, Texas. Texas, Texas, Texas. So they sit down much like we are. In fact, they use the same chairs that I have. And uh, KO just wants to talk and run down Texas. And then Austin, of course, you must be some kind of dumb son of a bitch to think that. And then KO comes back and goes, well, you know, I didn't really want to just talk because as much as it it's fun to trade insults. I want a match. A no-holds-barred match. All right. 19 years ago was Austin's last match against The Rock. I'm down. Stone cold in my pick all the way. And I wish I had some actual stone cold IPA or the uh, new uh, American lager to uh, enjoy but yes here you go thanks to this man look they're they're in the same room <laughs> this this point so they could be on the show painted that bad boy so your pick stone cold uh, yeah i i picked stone cold and uh i i wasn't quite as excited for this as you were um i just it's one of those things, like, I, I understand, like, hey, the excitement is Austin, and he's back and that, but, you, you know, it's not the same as watching, like, Austin at his prime. And so, I wasn't really, like, we've seen a lot of wrestlers coming back, especially for the Saudi Arabia shows, and they're okay. Like, they can do some of their stuff, but it's not great. Um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish this up, get her my thought, because I know it's controversial, and you'll probably come after me for it. Uh, the talking on this went way too long. The yeah. match itself went too long. Mm. The celebration afterwards went too <laughs> long. <laughs> By God, I, I you didn't see it, but I was sitting there going, I did see. I saw. Up. I'm I, like, okay. Howard, Howard is tired. His body aches. He just wants to go <laughs> home and sleep. And I still got to record this. Wrap it up, Stone Cold. But uh, that's my sick, curmudgeonly mm. view. I will now let Kidder gush about it all the time. I'm just I will agree with you with the talking. The the talk part of it went way too long. I, I, I'll just get to the point. The match, I thought uh, the, the in-ring part was a little too much. Like the, the stomping a mud hole after the first couple of like, what? Then drag it and then go to the other one and just, just nail them and then you know, do something else. The, the, the beer six brawling. Sure. Um, the, the spots outside the ring, there was the one, uh, arm bar where we're like that, what didn't look good. And then they cut to the other angle that looked a lot better. <laughs> so th there were, you know, a couple things. KO doing awesome. Awesome. Helping carry KO or uh, the Stone Cold through some of this, because I was a little apprehensive of if they did a match. Yeah, 19 years since last match, but as we've seen with the other uh, legendary talent of, yeah, you haven't wrestled in 10 years or 20 years, and then you do a match, and then you are not who people expect. Yeah. This one you could get away with a little bit because of the brawling, Versus actually like wrestling, but you know the the couple uh, of uh, moves on the the mat and the concrete. <laughs> Ouch! Um, loved it up the ramp. I don't know why Ko was trying to start the quad or why he didn't know how to use a quad because he's, I guess he is from from uh, Montreal, Quebec. So I don't know if they have that there. You know. Maybe it runs backwards because it's French Canada backwards. I don't know, but uh, he couldn't start the quad. And then Austin came up behind him, started it and drove him up the ramp and then 
beat the crap out of him at the top of the ramp, which uh, I thoroughly enjoyed, and uh, then drug him back down. They went out into the crowd. That was kind of cool, especially if you had paid for those seats right by them. And then Stunner and Stunner, a, a, a close thought. I, I thought WWE may have been the dick that they like to be and actually buried Stone Cold. Why? Because they're in, they're in Texas, and I could see them doing something stupid like that. But then I go, why would they do that? Because every single person in there, maybe not everybody, would have been pissed and not wanted to come back the next night to watch the following show. Well, and they were so worried about it that they actually had uh, police come and escort Kevin Owens out for safety reasons. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. how worried they were about right people. So, yes. <clears throat> Stone Cold gave the old stunner to KO and to Byron Saxton. I have to mention mention that as well. Uh, Austin shared a beer with his brother and shared a beer with the ref <laughs> as well. And uh, for the record, had uh, the, you know, beer six brawl, right? They, they throw the beers to him. He cracks them and either smashes them, drinks them, whatever the case is. There, there was uh, at least 20 beers that were thrown, probably close to 30, if I had to guess, of the new Stone Cold or Steve Austin American Lager, which made me really sad because I wanted some. Really, really could be drinking one right now. <clears throat> Would be really tasty, but a 12 pack of those shipped up here would be like 90 bucks. So, if you want to sponsor us, <laughs> send us a 12 pack. Even hell, send a, send us like four, huh? Two for each of us, one of each beer because there's the IPA and the American Lager. Done. That'd be good. Stone Cold picks up the victories, first victory. Uh, and first match in 19 years, and it sounds like that will be his retirement match, uh, especially because he made the point on the mic that he had his first ever match in Dallas. So why not have, or basically why not have his final match in Dallas as well? So finally, end of the match. That one was 13 minutes and 55 seconds. So overall, was it the best WrestleMania I've ever seen? No. Was it the worst? No. I don't think so. How about you, Howie Blues? Taking it out. Yeah, well, you know, we got to do this all again tomorrow. So it might move up on the scale or it might move down on the scale of Best to worst WrestleManias. Oh, I just want to better get my Z's in so I can put up with these late shows. Ah, right, right. So, uh, we, so we can hope that they they start this and end it earlier tomorrow. We well, can hope. We can hope. They have eight matches versus the seven they had tonight. Uh, in case you're wondering, I'm sure you saw the scoreboard, but uh, at the end, I'm up uh, six to four over Kidder. Uh, so I'm winning. Is is what it is. Uh, the quick preview for tomorrow new day with Xavier Woods, who uh, recently returned from injury and in Kofi Kingston against Seamus and Ridge Holland, who earlier I was calling madcap Moss, but again, with these people they are interchangeable. Oh yeah. Butch will be there. Who Butch is Pete Dunn. Yes. Pete Dunn should still be Pete Dunn, but they call him Butch. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, the women's tag match with Queen Zelina and Carmella against Sasha Banks and Naomi against Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan against Natalia and Shayna Baszler for the fatal four-way for that women's tag match just to get them all on the card. Then they have Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn. I started laughing when they showed the match card, and I've seen it before, but for, t- for some reason tonight it just got me because Sami Zayn is there wearing wearing the glasses, his hair's up, and he's got this just grin. You mean uh, Johnny Knoxville? 
Johnny Knight. Sami Zayn was doing more of this. Who, did I say Sami Zayn for you that? Did. I'm sorry. See, I'm I'm tired too. Johnny Knoxville, and and I go. It's just a striking double. If we got this guy a sweater, some glasses, like it would be great. This would be great. Uh, so Johnny Knoxville, Howie Blues, and Sami Zayn. <clears throat> then there's Pat McAfee and Austin Theory. The Raw uh, Tag Team Tample Championship tri- 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 Triple Threat Match. RK Bro, which is, of course, Randy Orton and Riddle. The Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. And the Alpha Academy, Chad Gable and Otis. And we were talking about Gable maybe having to change his name because of Gable Stevenson, who's apparently the next Brock Lesnar and has a McMahon endorsement. We forgot to mention that in the whole lineup. But I don't know. I, I, I've never seen like footage of him. He's very talented, obviously, in a real-world scenario of being an Olympic gold medalist and uh, top-tier NCAA wrestler. So... Can he be good? Yes. Do they need to work with him? Probably get him some charisma and whatnot. So we'll see how he turns out. But again, that's for later. Edge and AJ Styles. That's probably the one of two matches I'm looking forward to tomorrow. And we'll see how uh, that uh, turns out. And of course, how well Edge wrestles. Bobby Lashley and Omas. Yes, again, Bobby Lashley is back. And then uh, the headliner for the night. The WWE champion, Brock Lesnar. Sorry. <clears throat> Brock Lesnar. And the Universal Champion with Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns. For a winner take all unification match of the WWE and Championship and Universal Championship. So we'll see what happens. And your sources say that uh, that'll only last for a short amount of time and then they'll split them again. Yep. So, there's your preview for tomorrow. We'll do the picks tomorrow. Mm. So, tune in for video two, WrestleMania 2022 slash WrestleMania 38, part two on the Triple B. So, uh, he's Howard Blues. I'm the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Kidder. Please join us online at beerbluesbs.com. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and if you would, if you have a, an account on any of the audio listening services like iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, any of those, search Beer Blues and BS, and please click the subscribe button. So again, for my uh, good brother, Howard Blues, I'm Mark Kidder. Keep your beer at least half full. There's free beer tomorrow, and uh, we will see you tomorrow on the road to WrestleMania. Not the Tuscan Highway, but we'll, we'll catch you then. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty.